This episode of the Most Accurate Podcast is sponsored by Draft, a daily fantasy app where your chances of winning are over 200% better than on other DFS sites. On Draft, you can do a simple snake draft for one week whenever you want. A draft takes just minutes to complete. Download Draft now. Be sure to enter the promo code 444 to get a 100% deposit bonus. Welcome to the Friday edition of 444.com's The Most Accurate Podcast. I'm Anthony Stalzer. Alongside me, as always, is John Paulson. He's the senior editor at 444.com, and he joins me each and every week on this podcast. How are we doing, John? I'm doing pretty pretty good, Anthony. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. You know, I've been meaning to ask you, how are you doing in that accuracy competition this year? We, we Oftentimes, when we came in with the intros, we always used to highlight some things, but we haven't talked about it too much. So how are you doing in the accuracy competition? Well, coincidentally, I just moved into the top five. Uh, Ooh, nice. I moved uh, – it's actually not a coincidence that we're talking about it, but I, I'm fourth right now. Um, and, I'm, yeah, that was my goal. Uh, the goal of every year is to try to finish in the top five so I can get a trophy I've got – Five trophies up on the uh, up on the wall there on the mantle. Uh, I'm hoping to get a six, but we'll see. I've still got a few weeks to go. I've got to finish in the top five, so we'll see. How about telling us about the music too that brought us in? And then we'll dive into some of the news and notes for Week 13 now in the NFL. Yeah, that was a song by Young the Giant, which is a little maybe a little bit of a departure for our type of music we play in the podcast, but it's definitely got some some thick guitar. I think you'll like it. Uh, it's called Jungle Youth. It's the uh, number five track off of their 2016 album, Home of the Strange. So uh, check that out on Spotify when you get a chance. All right. Some of the injury news will start off in Denver where Trevor Simeon, he's been listed out for the Broncos matchup with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Paxton Lynch, the rookie, is going to get his second start of the year. His first start didn't go great against the Atlanta Falcons, but it was his first start. So talk to us about the impact with Lynch taking over for Simeon and then maybe some some quick notes, too, on whether or not Lynch might be a streaming option. Well, uh yeah, obviously you're looking at the receivers more so than – I mean, I, I guess when you're talking about uh, two quarterback leagues, you could possibly be plugging Lynch in. Uh, but I think the main uh, issue is how does it affect uh, the uh, receivers there in uh, uh, in Denver, uh, Demarius Thomas and uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, both those players did all right in the one start. Uh, maybe you'll remember against your Falcons – uh, Demarius had five catches for 49 yards and a touchdown. Emmanuel Sanders had seven catches for 80 yards. So they're both solid. Nothing, uh, too special there in terms of fantasy points scored. Uh, Lynch is averaging, uh, 6.66, uh, uh, yards per attempt, which is not a good number. Uh, not only is it the sign of the devil, uh, but it's below your average of you know, the league average is about 7.2. Um, Simeon, uh, for all, for all his faults, uh, was averaging about 7.4 yards per attempt. He was averaging about, uh, uh, 1.5, uh, pass touchdowns per game. Uh, and you have, uh, 
uh, Lynch with two two touchdowns, one interception, 393 yards passing on 59 attempts. Uh, so this is definitely a, a bit of a downgrade for the receivers. I moved uh, Thomas and Sanders down from the, the mid-teens down to uh, 20 and 22, I think, in standard formats um, on this news, kind of reducing the, the overall uh, passing game for the, for the Broncos. So uh, it's not a, a good matchup either with Jacksonville. They've actually been uh, allowing less than seven yards per attempt uh, through the air. So uh, kind of things are kind of stacking up against the, the Broncos this week. Tyrell Williams has a torn labrum, but he's expected to play for the Chargers this weekend. Now, he's he's questionable, but he did return to practice on a limited basis today, today being Friday, and said that he is going to play versus Tampa Bay. Do you trust that Tyrell Williams would be a decent fantasy option, given the fact that he does have a torn labrum? Well, apparently, well, we don't know for sure how, how badly this uh, labrum issue is. He is expecting to play. Uh, he had a torn labrum in college and played through it. Uh, I tweeted out his game log from his senior year, and I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, you know, he was he was racking up some catches there in the middle of the year: five for one seventy one, nine for one fifty seven, six for one thirty one, and that's all well and good. But then you look at the opponents, and they play. He played Portland State, Simon Fraser, Central Washington, Humboldt State, Dixie State, Central Washington, Simon Fraser again, Azusa Pacific. Humboldt State, and then finished with the Hard Rockers. So I don't know. He had one catch for 12 yards against Hard Rockers on, uh, in November of 2014. So I don't know how much we can go off of that. He has experience playing through the injury. He's uh, been really um, productive over the last several weeks, uh, three straight weeks with a touchdown, uh, at least 65 yards in each, each of the last three games. Uh, previously against your Falcons, seven for 140 on 10 targets. Uh, he's he's really grown into the number one receiver role for the Chargers. We just don't know uh, how effective he'll be. So instead of ranking him in the teens, where I probably would have him, uh, given a pretty decent matchup against the Buccaneers, I have him, uh, I think, at 21. I feel like every time we do these podcasts, the, the Falcons' defense is just taking a massive hit. we got to talk more about their explosive <laughs> offense, John, because every time I feel like it's like, ah, you're Falcons, they, they gave up 170 million yards, and this guy's going to be a great play. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Jordan Reed, the tight end for the Washington Redskins. He suffered that shoulder injury on Thanksgiving against the Dallas Cowboys. He's officially out for Week 13 against the Cardinals. Now, the Cardinals have been outstanding, John, against tight ends, fantasy tight ends this year. So where do you have Vernon Davis listed among your tight ends? I still have him in the top 10. I, I mean, I think with Reed out, uh, he just sort of inherits all of those targets or most of those targets. Uh, Tyrone, Tyrone Matthew is is out. Um it looks like he's doubtful, so he's going to be out for the game, and that probably helps as well. Um, it's not a good matchup, but I think owners who are losing Reed and have Davis on the roster can feel pretty comfortable. It's not a real good week for, for streaming tight ends. What's the update on Sammy Watkins after he returned last week for the Bills, uh, after he'd been sidelined for a long time with that foot injury? Well, he's got the pain in his foot, uh, after, you know, some soreness. And didn't practice early in the week. He's back at practice uh, later in the week. Uh, his offensive coordinator didn't sound real uh, optimistic uh, about his overall health. Rex Ryan thought he looked really good in practice, so it's kind of all over the place. The the thing working in his favor, you know, if his foot is able to hold up, is that uh, Percy Harvin is out, Robert Woods is out. Um, so they're pretty banged up at, at the receiver position. There are a lot of snaps available. Even if they wanted to limit his snaps, they may not be able to uh, limit them as much as they'd like. Uh, the matchup's decent with uh, with the Raiders, although the Raiders have been better 
uh, lately against receivers. Um, I have him at 29 right now in standard. I'm, I'm still, uh, I would like to see a full practice today. If not, uh, just, uh, you know, kind of, kind of got to weigh him and his risk against the, the other receivers in that range, in that 25 to 35 range. Jordan Matthews is a game time decision for the Eagles who play early on Sunday. If Jordan Matthews owners are struggling for some wide receivers or some other options in that Philly offense, John, what are some of their options? Well, you can always go to my sneaky starts column and see, uh, who's kind of popping up as, uh, as guys that you could pick, pick up off the waiver wire. I think Dorio Green Beckham would be an immediate, uh, beneficiary, uh, if, if Jordan Matthews is unable to play. He's had a couple of good games in a row. Uh, in that offense, I think Zach Ertz and Darren Sproles will probably be the other two guys that uh, step up and have decent games if, if Matthews is out. Uh, Matthews did not finish the game against the Packers, which always has me a little bit leery, but then uh, they were talking about him uh, being okay for this week, and then he got back to practice and then experienced, uh, I believe he practiced yesterday on Thursday, and then experienced some soreness uh, today. So, uh, you know, I guess he's a true game time decision. Um, if he does play, he's, he's an okay, like wide receiver three type start. But if he doesn't play, uh, you obviously need to look elsewhere. And I think uh, Green Beckham is a, a pretty good pickup and start in that, situ- in that situation. All right. So, John, I'm currently going to our fantasy football league because I got to get Devontae Parker out of my current lineup. He's questionable, but Adam Gase indicated today that he's going to err on the side of caution with Parker, who's questionable with that back injury. So if I'm looking for a wide receiver this week, who who looks good in Miami? Well, this is kind of a funny situation because as I do the rankings, you know, it looks like Parker's out. So now I got to take him out of the rankings and I got to give his yards and catches and touchdowns to somebody else in the uh, or, or, or a number of people in their, uh, lineup. And I was like, okay, well, obviously the, you know, Kenny Stills would get a bump. Jarvis Landry probably gets a bump. Uh, you know, maybe Deion Sims, uh, Leonte Carew. Uh, and then I go and look at, uh, you know, what did Kenny Stills do in, in those games that Devontae Parker either missed or was not very involved. And there were five games where Parker had fewer than five targets or he didn't play at all. And Stills, uh, I'm going to run down these game, game logs for you and you can tell me which, how he's going to do. Uh, this week. Okay, Anthony. Sounds uh, good. All right. One for 16 on five targets against Seattle. That was the game that uh, Parker missed. Uh, it was Seattle. So it's kind of, a, you know, kind of toss that game, game log out. Then he had one for 74 and a touchdown on three targets against Cincinnati. Then he had a goose egg against uh, Tennessee. Then Kenny Stills had five for a hundred and a touchdown on eight targets against Buffalo. And then the last uh, game where Parker had fewer than uh, five targets, uh, Stills had one catch for 11 yards on one target versus the Jets. He only played 24% of the snaps. I think he got knocked out of that game. So kind of all over the place, right? With, uh, how, how he does. I don't think he's, a, I don't think he's a, uh, a solid start, but I think he's, you know, I have him ranked right now in the fifties. He's a decent dart throw. Uh, if you're in a tournament at a DFS, uh, DFS site, he might be a, a play because he's a real big play guy. He catches one long touchdown and he pays off, um, for you. And then looking at Jarvis Landry, kind of a similar situation. I would have thought that his, uh, usage would have gone up. His uh, stats would have gone up, but uh, seven for 59 on 10 targets, seven for 61 on 10, uh, three for 28 on three targets, five for 78 on eight targets and three for 33 on six targets. And he didn't have a, a single touchdown in any of those five games. So uh, Landry gets a little bit of a bump, just, uh, you know, maybe some extra red zone usage with, with Parker out, but um, it, it's, it's not a huge bump for either one of these players. 
Kenny, listing those numbers and kind of talking about Kenny Stills as a boomer bust takes me back to when I used to do, well, I still do actually, the Saints player profiles for 444.com. You know, we do the weekly scouting reports and Stills, I used to write about Stills every week because he was with the Saints. And I must have used the the term boomer bust with Kenny Stills in every single write-up because that's exactly what he is. He's He is a dart, dart throw. Absolutely. Uh, the the matchup is decent from a fancy points allowed um, standpoint, adjusted fancy points allowed. Um, the you know the matchup with Jimmy Smith. If if see, Stills moves all around the, the formation, so it's not like he's going to be up against Smith uh, the entire game. But you know if he can get matched up against Sharice Wright, uh, that would that would be helpful, and that's uh, an opportunity for him to make a big play. Let's talk about Jeremy Macklin, and then we'll get to some Arizona Cardinals wide receiver updates. Macklin, with that groin injury, he's questionable for Week 13 against the Falcons. He put in limited work of practice. Should be good to go, and the Falcons have a secondary without Desmond Trufant, their number one corner, that would oblige to Kenny. Uh, that uh, would oblige to Jerry Macklin putting up some big time numbers. But the question is, John, do you trust him? Uh, Macklin, no. I mean, he's uh, even before he got injured, he was averaging you know three point eight catches for forty seven yards, uh, one quarter of a touchdown. So he's had two touchdowns on the year. Um, he, you know, he had the goose egg uh, in week nine, but that was the three three uh, percent of the snaps. Otherwise, like the three previous games, he didn't crack fifty yards. He did have a touchdown in one of those three games. Uh, There's you know earlier in the year he was doing a little bit better: sixty three yards, sixty eight yards, uh, thirty five yards, and seventy eight yards. So coming off of this groin injury, uh, I went back and looked at uh, Chris Raybon's uh, excellent article, um, uh, injury article, and it, it it said that for receivers that are questionable with a groin injury, uh, they typically produce twenty five percent less than their their uh, average fantasy stats for the year. So I don't have Macklin very high. Um, I think the bigger question is what what does this do to Tyree Kill? Um, you know, Tyree Kill has been able to take off here with. Um, with Macklin sidelined. And uh, the question is, does he go to the bench if, if Macklin comes back? And I don't think that's the case. I think they just kind of discovered what they have in him and he's going to be playing 60, 70% of the snaps, uh, regardless of Macklin's status. And, and given all the, the targets that Hill's getting, uh, I don't know that that's going to change. I think that, I think the, the question, I don't think playing time is going to change, but the targets might dip a little bit. So I would be a little bit less likely uh, to use Hill, I, I'm still going to have him ranked in the as a wide receiver two, low end wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three uh, uh, this week against uh, your Falcons. <laughs> there you go, uh, Arizona. That's two now. I, I think the over under yeah. has been one and a half, so we hit the over again. Uh, Arizona Cardinals wide receivers. John Brown is dealing with the sickle cell, and then uh, Michael Floyd is removed from the injury report. Now the the Cardinals passing game just has not been good, even against my Falcons last week. Uh, wasn't wasn't like Carson Palmer put up big time numbers. But how do you view the overall wide receiver core for the Cardinals from a fantasy uh, standpoint right now? Well, I think if John Brown were out, I would feel decent about using a roster spot or a starting roster spot uh, for, for Michael Floyd. Um, he's got five targets each of the last two games. That's not a whole lot, but then he, against San Francisco, he had the five catch for 101 yard game. Um, and if Brown is playing, then it just sort of throws up uh, all the playing time in the air because JJ Nelson's also involved. And then Larry Fitzgerald's getting most of the, uh, most of the targets there. So with with the Cardinals playing late on Sunday, it's hard to take advantage of this of the situation. All right, before we get into some sneaky starts and hand out some ATS picks this week, I want to tell you about 
draft. So do you play daily fantasy? If so, you should be playing on draft. Get this. Your chances of winning on draft are over 200% better than on FanDuel or DraftKings. So the data shows almost 90% of players lose on DraftKings. And then on FanDuel, over 40% of the money goes to just 1% of the players. If you're not a pro like John Paulson and not spending hours a day on fantasy like John Paulson, you should be playing on draft. You'll win more often. It's statistically proven. On draft, you do a simple snake draft, just like at the beginning of your season-long league. You can do drafts whenever you want. They last for just one week, and then they only take a couple minutes to complete. So the whole process is kind of easy. I have draft on my phone. I just did a 10-person draft. I got Julio Jones with my third pick. I was ecstatic that he was still there. Uh, I've talked about this before, getting Julio Jones. I wound up with pretty good picks before, John. And I'm about to do another. So join me. Download draft now. Be sure to enter the promo code 4, which is the number 4. F-O-R, number four, when you download, and you will get a 100% bonus when you deposit. Again, download the Draft app and enter promo code 444 now. Let's talk about some sneaky starts or um, players for this week, John. How about Ryan Fitzpatrick? Yeah, there are, uh, are three streaming options at quarterback that are, are worthy of talking about. And I think Fitzpatrick has a, a real good matchup. He's at home. He plays better at home. Uh, as Evan Silva has noted multiple times in his uh, matchups column, uh, which is a great read over there at uh, Roto World. Um, so it's a good matchup at home against the Colts. He looked a little bit more like the 2015 version of Ryan Fitzpatrick last week when uh, playing against the, the Patriots, 269 yards, two touchdowns uh, there. So that was more of what we were expecting this year from him. And I think uh, given the matchup, he's a, he's a pretty solid uh, start this week. Well, as solid as, as Ryan Fitzpatrick can be. <laughs> um, Alex Smith, uh, Alex Smith is a tough, kind of a tough nut to crack because he's just not running, uh, nearly as much as he did, uh, last year or the previous year. So he's, he only has 56 yards rushing, which, um, really lowers his, his fantasy floor on a weekly basis. But again, he's playing your Falcons number 26 <laughs> and uh, adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. Uh, so it's a, it's a great matchup. Um, he, he has been throwing the ball a bit more 38 times against Carolina 31 against Tampa Bay uh, and 44 times uh, he threw the ball against Denver last week. So um, getting Macklin back, maybe that helps. Uh, There is enough here that uh, where, where if you, if you look at the Falcons, awesome offense, they might uh, force uh, the Kansas city chiefs to throw the ball a bit more than, um, than what they would, what he would normally like or what. Yeah. Yeah. So, Matt Barkley is the third guy uh, that's worthy of, of consideration, and that's I'm surprised that I'm saying this, but he was 28 for 54 last week against Tennessee, 316 yards, three touchdowns, two picks. One pick was just awful. That's that's mainly the, that was the that was the play that I saw and remember from last week. But he, he ended up with three, <laughs> 316 yards, three touchdowns, um, and then has the great matchup this week against the the 49ers at home. Um, he has a pretty good rapport with Marcus Wilson. Um, he targeted. Uh, uh, Cameron Meredith nine times as well. Uh, so there are some weapons there in the passing game and, and this, this figures to be, you know, a higher scoring game than, um, maybe some, some might think with, uh, uh, the Chicago defense, uh, or with the San Francisco offense rather, uh, being able to score on the, on the Bears. Uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick is, is playing pretty well right now. He's, they should be able to put up some points. Let's hand out a running back too. How about Denard Robinson? Uh, yeah, he's sort of the this week. If you just need to go out and grab a guy who might get ten touches, 
<laughs> he's he's in that ballpark because uh, Chris Ivory's out. Uh, TJ Yeldon has an ankle injury. Uh, Yeldon played last week, and uh, after, after not practicing at all, uh, Yeldon did practice this week. Uh, last week, after uh, Ivory went out or in that game, uh, Robinson had 13 touches to uh, seven for Yeldon. So we, depending on how much Yeldon's ankle has improved, I think if he's fully healthy, he's ahead of Denard Robinson. I think that's the, you know, that's pretty obvious. But if he's got the the gimpy ankle and they're not sure about his effectiveness or, or if he's not running well, then I think Denard Rob- they're not afraid to give the ball to Denard Robinson. He, you know, he's had some big games uh, for them in the past past years before Yeldon arrived. And they did give him the 13 carries last uh, last week. Uh, the the Broncos are not necessarily a good matchup from a, a touchdown scoring standpoint, uh, but they they are 23rd in adjusted fantasy points allowed to running backs. They, they that's their weak spot is is stopping the run. Uh, so there is a chance that the Denard Robinson could could do some damage in 10 to 15 uh, touches. And then one wide receiver we mentioned earlier that Jordan Matthews is going to be a game time decision. How about DGB? How about Dor- Doriel Green Beckham? Yeah, I had him ranked a little bit higher than uh, my peers, I think, last week against Green Bay due to the nice matchup. Uh, he's coming off the 5 for 51 and a touchdown uh, against Seattle on eight targets in Week 11. Uh, six, for, six for 82 on 10 targets against Green Bay. Uh, with Matthew sort of gimpy, the, the thing that's uh, making me uh, more confident in Green Beckham is the fact that Nelson Aguilar is uh, just basically fallen by the wayside there. He was inactive against the Packers. So that I mean that leads DGB to 80 plus snaps the last two weeks, and if he's on the field that much, um, even if, if it's not a great matchup against the Bengals, uh, he, he should be able to, to produce something. And with Matthews sort of uh, iffy or possibly gimpy or possibly leaving with another mid-game uh, injury, that could leave uh, DGB as the team's number one receiver. And then we talked about Jermaine Gresham on Monday. I know you're kind of yes. high on him. Gresham. Yeah, Jermaine Gresham. We finally get him back into the podcast. Uh, how about Vance McDonald or, or Ladarius Green as tight end options for sneaky starts? Well, don't let I me. Mean, I'm not high on Jermaine Gresham. I, I, he, he has a couple <laughs> touchdowns the last two weeks. It's hard to be very high on it. He did have ten targets last week, which was a season high. Um, and with the with the Cardinals receivers banged up, uh, there is some opportunity there. Uh, Vance McDonald has at least six targets in five straight games. He had eight targets last week, uh, four for sixty against. Miami, he's got two touchdowns since the team's week eight bye. He's actually one of uh, Colin Kaepernick's favorite targets. So uh, against the the Bears this week, I think he's a decent start. Uh, Ladarius Green uh, is not playing a ton, um, but when he is on the field, he's running uh, routes. So, you know, even if he's only playing 20, 30% of the snaps, uh, if he's out there running 20 or 30 routes, uh, or maybe, you know, he ran like 14 routes last week at 14 snaps, um, if he gets into the 20 range, uh, that's uh, some opportunity there against the the Giants, who are 21 and just a fancy points allowed to tight ends. Obviously, he plays in a high pot- uh, high octane offense there with uh, Ben uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, the game's at home where Ben tends to throw the ball more, uh, so there's a chance. Even though uh, he, he has only been targeted uh, five times in the last two weeks, nine times in the last three games, uh, that that Gresham could, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Legere Screen uh, could hit pay dirt uh, this week. I told you you were high on him. You, yeah, you, yeah, you, you can talk about him if you want. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let, let's hand out some ATS picks. Uh, who, who does your guy like this week? Yeah, it was a rough uh, uh, week 12 for my guy, um, but he's back. He's, he's, he's never deterred. I just want to say to folks out there that he, this guy has a long track record of uh, of good ATS 
scores. Um, if you go to his website, RP Excel, I'm handing it out right now and we'll see the, we'll see if people go RP Excel.com. Uh, you'll see there that he has finished in the top 10 four straight years, uh, by the prediction tracker. He's not having as good a year as he, uh, usually has this year, which could mean a couple things. Uh, and one of those things is that he's due for a couple of good, really good weeks. We'll see. Uh, the, these, the picks this week are, uh, the 49ers and a pick them. Uh, Detroit Lions plus six, Tampa Bay plus three and a half, and Carolina plus seven. So it looks like four road teams um, he's, he's going with this week. And he actually did pick uh, the under yesterday. What was the final score of the uh, Thursday night game? 17-15. So we hit that. So it would have been 44 as the over-under. I didn't hand that out as an official pick, but he did He did, uh, He did. did pick that. So um, Nice. Yeah, and on the year... Uh, he is 33 and 28, uh, against the spread and then 24 and 18 over and under. It's just been, uh, since I've been giving out the picks, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe I am cursing, <laughs> cursing the situation here, but, uh, so, you know, check out the site. It's a, it's a really good, I've, I've been in contact with him. He's a really nice guy. He's actually a, uh, I believe he's a surgeon, a physician on the East coast. Doesn't need to do this. Uh, he's not looking for. Uh, any publicity or trying to make money off of it, but he, he he's been publishing these these picks uh, at least since uh, 2012, and uh, he's he's done very well uh, for his followers. So uh, so check out the site. He'll bounce back, like you said. He's probably due. Anybody with a good track record, you know, any any good better is going to have some down weeks from time to time. But hopefully he bounces back, and hopefully he bounces back this week. Uh, I got some picks for you. I never pick my Falcons, but I actually like them this week. I'll, I'll lay the five and a half points against the Chiefs. I, I realize Kansas City's defense is really good, and Justin Houston was a one-man wrecking crew at times during that Denver game on Sunday night. But look, the Chiefs played a full extra quarter against the Broncos that night, and now they have to travel after going from Denver to Kansas City, now to Atlanta, and take a fal- take on a Falcons team that that can score at will on anybody. I mean, Arizona was a was a good defensive battle, uh, good defensive team last week, and the Falcons hung thirty nine on them. So I'll lay the points with the Falcons at five and a half. And then uh, I think this is going to be an absolute bloodbath. I think the Patriots over the Rams, it's 13 and a half. John, I'd probably lay it at minus 17. That's how confident I'm in the, with the Patriots. He, Bill Belichick hates Jeff Fisher. And when you look at the the the, the game a couple of years ago at Foxborough, when, when Jeff Fisher took his Titans up there, it was 59 to nothing, and the Patriots were still still throwing in the fourth quarter. They played a, played a couple. They were they played a couple weeks, uh, played a couple seasons ago in London. Same deal was like forty seven to seven. So I love well, the Patriots even without Gronk. Why does Why does Bill Belichick hate Jeff Fisher? I had, you know uh, Bernie Miklas does a tremendous show here on one hundred one ESPN. He's he's kind of the godfather of St. Louis sports media, and he he had a really good take on it this morning on our on our airwaves talking about how you know Jeff Fisher's part of the committee the the. Um, the, competition committee. Yes, thank you. The competition committee for the NFL, and he's kind of a brown noser, and you know he seemingly is like that guy in that that sits up there in the the front the front of the class and 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 smooches the teacher all the time. Where Belichick's the grump in the back, and he's pissed off all the time. So I just <laughs> hit that was his take on it. I thought that made a lot of sense. Either way, I'll lay the points at thirteen and a half, and then uh, I'm I'm choking on chalk a little bit, but I also like the Saints. 
against the the Lions, and I'll lay I'll lay the, the six six oh. points with the Saints. So I'm going That's against going, your guy. Yeah, going against my guy. But yeah. uh, so uh, with the New England game, should you also go over if if over forty four forty four point five if uh, if uh, I, you're thinking they're going to run up the score. Yeah, I'm thinking that's a that's a good call. Forty, so it went from forty six down to forty four. But I like where your head's at, John, because I think the Patriots have a chance to cover that on their own. Yeah, and I so. think the the line or the the Rams could score a couple touchdowns on on uh, on the Patriots. Patriots D is not great. No, so, no, not at all. So maybe the over you, there. That's not an official pick. That's just a John Paulson special. Which <laughs> usually, are, are losers. So. No, 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 no. I like I like where your head's out there. So we'll we'll take that as kind of like a, a podcast team one where we're taking right. the over. So uh John Paulson, you can follow him on Twitter at four for four underscore John. You can follow me as well at Anthony Stalter. If you're so inclined on Twitter, check out all the great uh John's great work. So the rankings at four for four dot com and the content that not only he but all of our scouts and the writers at four for four dot com post. It's a lot of great information as you head into your playoff season. We'll see you on Monday for the next next edition of 444.com's The Most Accurate Podcast. Everybody's in a holy water, ain't enough water.